Welcome to Podcast Sound Advice, the place for up-to-date podcast tactics and trends. You'll find actionable strategies to help you grow your audience, expand your influence, and monetize your content. Join Phyllis and Kelvin for Podcast Sound Advice, starting now. Thanks for joining us today. Kelvin and I are talking to one of my favorite people and one of the most interesting business owners slash social media guru slash influencer person, Jen Lehner. She's here with us. So welcome, Jen. Hey, fellas. It's so great to be here. Well, for people who don't know, Jen is the host of the Front Row Podcast for Entrepreneurs. She started this back in October of 2017. Tens of thousands of downloads. She's done some incredible interviews and some actually great solo episodes as well. I like that she does a mix of both. So Jen, for people who don't know, you have a great story about how you started your podcast. So for people who don't know, let's just start there. Why don't you tell people what was your motivation and inspiration for doing that? Um, Well, a podcast was on my list of things I wanted to tackle. Eventually, I wanted to add that into my business. Um, But like a lot of people, it was just sort of on the, it was on the list of things to do. I'll get to it one day. I'll get to it one day. And I was out for a walk one beautiful Sunday with my dog. I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to James Altucher's podcast and Gary Vaynerchuk was his guest. And somewhere in the middle of the interview, like Gary Vaynerchuk Chuck just turned this, you know, just did this abrupt subject change. And he's like, Hey, I have a great idea. Let's put this challenge out to your listeners. Okay. Listeners, anybody who starts a podcast right now, because of this episode, because you heard us talking about it and you tag us with the hashtag Gary and James, I did it. Hashtag Gary and James, I did it. And you have at least three episodes published. We're going to come on your, I'm going to come on your podcast. And then, and James Altucher said, yeah, me too. I will too. And uh, I was like, oh man. So like, I had no choice. I had to turn around and go home. And I had no, I had no intentions of working that Sunday, you know, but I was like, I mean, how could I not? I have to, this is like screaming at me. I have to do it. So I took the dog home. I handed the dog to my husband. I said, look, you, you've got the kids, you've got the dog I'm leaving. And I, you're not going to see me for a little while because I got to create this podcast. So I went uh, off to my office and I pretty much locked myself in there until I had a podcast. So I had three episodes. They weren't very good, but, uh, <laughs> but I did it. And that's how, that's how it started. Yeah, which is awesome. I I just love that. And that is one of the things that I think, well, Jen, I think that you're known for, which is recognizing trends and taking fast action. I don't think it's any accident that uh, that works for you. Um, Now, you did get James and Gary both on the podcast, right? I did. Yep. So they followed through, which is awesome. It wasn't Um, easy. I had to really kind (laughs) of like really take it down, but I got them. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, and I love it for people who haven't heard Jen's podcast yet, because you definitely need to listen. Um, how did you get Gary? She's got Gary B. Just a little bit of a snippet that we use in her intro. So how did you get that? Oh, well, so yeah. So he intros my podcast. It says, what does it say? It says, he says something like, you're list- this is Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're listening to the Front Row Entrepreneur <laughs> Podcast with our girl, Jen. <laughs> And uh, so I don't know, I just thought, how am I going to capitalize on having this guy on this podcast? It, it really, it led to beautiful things. Cause when he came on the show, he had promised on 
his podcast with James, the only the only promise he made was five minutes. I'll come on your show for five minutes. But he knew the value in that, right? That anybody starting their podcast, being able to promote the fact that it gives you instant credibility, more or less, right? And you're going to get sure. listeners on your podcast. So he knew the value of that. But fortunately for me, he stayed on for about 45 minutes because the conversation was going really well. And yeah. while, while it was happening, I, you know, I was thinking like, I got to make the most of this. I got to make the most of this. So I just said, like, what's the worst he could say? Like he could say no. And I didn't care, you know? So I just said, Hey, will you do me a favor before you go? Uh, will you, will you say these words? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he did. And then I, I had that video. I mean, then I had that, that audio to use. And then he asked me, his uh, partner or whatever, assistant, reached out to me and uh, about a week later and said, hey, can we feature the episode on the the Daily V? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so they wow. played the whole episode on his his channel. So it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. So That's the, incredible. Lesson, the moral of that story is that don't think that somebody, I'm the only one, by the way, who, um, who I don't think I'm the only one who took advantage of that, but I'm the only one that really chased it down like a like a pit bull. I mean, if, <laughs> I don't know. Do pit bulls chase things down? I don't know. I really yeah. I tweeted and tweeted and tweeted and DM'd, and I was unrelenting and tenacious. You were tenacious, yes, yeah. and well, persistent, exactly. Yeah. And I think there's such a good lesson. I mean, I think part of that is just who you are, but I think it's also a good reminder to us, you know, these opportunities are available. Like a lot of, a lot of people, I can guarantee you listen to that episode, just like you did and thought, Oh, this is a really good idea. I'm going to do this. And maybe even a few other people sort of started or whatever. Right. But following through is everything. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah. Which is incredible. And I don't think I knew, I I know I didn't know that they ran it on the Gary V show. So that's incredible. That's, Amazing. Yeah, it was really exciting. <laughs> so because you kind of figured all this out yourself and that sort of thing, like what one or two things would you pass along to someone who's going, well, this all sounds great, but I'm not Jen. So what one or two things would you recommend that people either learn or research or sort of figure out if they're thinking about starting a podcast? Oh, that's easy. I would say call sound advice. Uh, because. <laughs> If I would have known there was a you out there, I I would have like, it would have saved me a whole hell of a lot of trouble and I would have done it. It would have been so much better. But in all honesty, like, yeah, we could all go, you can Google how to start a podcast and you can figure it out and it doesn't take a PhD, right? Like, but I, but there's so many things that if you really want to give yourself the best chance of getting like a really good out of the gate, you know, fighting chance with so many podcasts out there, then better leave that to the professionals. And now the way that it's set up, it's so much better. So I just literally step into my studio, I press record, and then I upload it and you take care of the rest. And God, that has made such a difference because I don't want to spend my time editing out the ams and the ums and the ahs. And I don't want to deal with not, the show not notes. Not you do that. Not oh, that not that. at all, Kelvin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you would know best, that's for sure. But I, I, um, there, I, did, I did it again. I'm the worst ummer in our, um, so yeah, so it, it's, it's, and there's so much like, you know, just for the title, which by the way, I got sued almost because of my title. Should we talk about that? Yeah. Explain. Cause I know 
I knew about when that happened, sort of after the fact. You mm-hmm. kind of came up, you talked about it, I think, after the fact. So, yeah, tell us what happened. Yeah, so if I would have started with a professional outfit like you guys, then you would have helped me research the name and we would have known that the word entrepreneur is trademarked, if you can believe it. But it is. It's trademarked by Entrepreneur Magazine. And the name of my podcast was The Front Row Entrepreneur. And the way that we found out, the way that I got in trouble was I went to I went to get a registered trademark on the name so that I could protect it. And uh, lo and behold, I get a letter from that alerted Entrepreneur Magazine. And they sent me a letter and said, you're in infringement, trademark infringement, and you can't use the word entrepreneur. And of course, I was like, oh, well, which, good which luck. I find to be ridiculous, to be wrong. Of course, of course it's you ridiculous. You can't use the word entrepreneur. That's it's what like, we all are. Right. I mean, it'd be like saying you couldn't use the word plumber or electrician. I mean, it's, it's like, <laughs> right. and so right. it, it's so dumb. But, and so that's everybody's immediate response. Well, well, that's an empty threat because of course you can use it. But actually, upon further research there, they do, they did this back in the seventies and it was really shady how it all went down. And there's articles that have been written on it and podcasts much larger than my own, like entrepreneur on fire with John Lee Dumas. They also went after him. He actually right. subsequently ended up changing the name of the podcast, even though you think it's still that it's actually EO fire is technically what he's called. Right. right. And then I had to change mine. So it says a front row front row entrepreneur. It's the front row podcast for entrepreneurs. So dumb. But what happened was they kept harassing me. And the thing is, is like they're, they're represented by this huge law firm, Latham and Watkins. You could fight them if you want and potentially win, but you're going to go broke fighting them and they'll make sure that you do. And that's why they're able to bully all these entrepreneurs. And I have been contacted by literally dozens of entrepreneurs who had been harassed by them because they heard my story. And the way they heard my story was because I reached out to Seth Godin. And I had, here's a little known fact that Seth Godin will reply to your emails, okay, personally. So if you read one of his blog posts and you write him an email and be like, oh, that's really good. I agree. And what do you think about this? He'll get, he'll reply back. It's usually one or two words, but he usually does reply back. So over the years, I have communicated with him in that way. I'm sure he has no memory of me. And <laughs> here and there, I have asked him, hey, I would you come on? I don't know how he could forget. Oh, Calvin. So, <laughs> so, but, I, but every once in a while, I would say like, hey, would you come on my flash briefing? Or would you come on my podcast? I know I've asked him a few times. And he just will say, no, uh, I'm sorry, no. I mean, he doesn't give you an excuse because that's very much his style. He doesn't believe he needs to give you, and it's something to right. learn from. You don't have to explain yeah. your no. You could just say no. Yeah, say no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. He, he He's very polite. But I wrote him and I said, did you know that the word entrepreneur is trademarked by Entrepreneur Magazine? And I told him the story. And he's like, he wrote back and said, that's ridiculous, yada, yada, yada. And I said, um, Hey, would you come on my podcast? And he goes, sure. And uh, so he came on my podcast. I I couldn't believe it. So he came on my podcast. He was wonderful. And then shortly after that, now I feel like, hey, we're best friends, right? Because he came on my podcast. And I get another email. Like I, I had agreed to the terms and said, I'm go- okay, I'll change the name of my podcast. And they said, well, you also have to change all your blog posts and all the every single episode, like you're going to, and so this is going to take a lot of time. And I was like, yeah, give me a little time, but I will. 
and I pretty much had as much done as I would catch things. I would change it, but it's a huge job as you can imagine. I get an email from them and they said they had screenshot a, one of my blog posts that had the word entrepreneur in it. It was literally the title of the blog post, like how you can do so it's such and so as an entrepreneur. And they, they sent me the and very threatening email. So I sent that, I forwarded it to Seth Godin and said, just so you know, like they're still at it. And he wrote back and said, do you want me to write about it? And I said, yes, I do. That would be great. And he wrote this whole blog about it. It went completely viral and I never heard another word because from Entrepreneur Magazine because people were tweeting them and unsubscribing from them and shaming them for picking on the war guy. Like the very person. They're, the very, they're supposed to represent. Right. Their mission statement is something like yada, 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 support and help small businesses and entrepreneurs. Baloney. No, that's not what they do. So anyway, that was a cool podcasting moment for sure. Oh, that is incredible. You know, I knew about some of that. I certainly didn't know about all of it. The episode with Seth is really, really good. Um, He was really great. You know, he was, he shared a lot of really good information. You guys sounded like your best friends. It was real. It was about super. I loved it. By the way, is, well, I'm going to get to that back back to that in a minute. But one thing that you mentioned in there that I want to touch on, you do other types of audio content and you mentioned flash briefing. And that's one of the other things you do. So just give us a for people who don't know what that is. Give us a short little explanation of that. And I'd be curious how you approach your flash briefing content versus your podcast content. Oh, yeah, that's easy. So the flash briefing is delivered via um, a smart device, Amazon Lexi, we're going to call her. We're not going to say her full name so we don't wake her up. Thank you. Yep. But uh, yeah, so it's just, um, it's what I do is every morning, Monday through Friday, I just record like a two to three minute uh, audio clip of the latest news that I think is important for entrepreneurs to know in the world of like social media and online business and so forth. And, and that's all, that's news. So it's, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. It's not evergreen. It's, it's, that's it. You get it when you get it. And then my podcast is, goes way deeper. So those, those are longer and there's, you know, it's more evergreen content and it might sure. be an interview well, or. Thanks to your podcast, ours won't wake up because they're called different things, which was in your podcast. Because of your podcast. Oh yeah, because you can call it. You can you can give it. Computer wake Echo, up, wake Amazon up. Alexa. Oops, now That's I just right. woke them all up. Oh, <laughs> stop it! You did. They're all awake now. I heard it. Yeah, but we learned that from one of your interviews that you did with. Um, her name escapes me right this second. I get her email. Catherine um, from Voice Brew. Yes, Voice Brew. Yeah, so we learned that little trick, which is awesome. So that's great to know. I, I agree. Like your your podcast stuff is very evergreen. So what do you like? I'm curious. I don't know the answer to this. I'm just kind of curious. I know that you enjoy doing the flash briefings. So talk a little bit about, I know that you have a system for doing that, but do you like the fact that you can just be really short, concise, and kind of just put it out there and then move on? I mean, like, what's the vibe with that? And I, Because there's a lot of work that goes into doing it. And part of me is like, oh my gosh, I don't know that like knowing it's here today, gone tomorrow, I think might upset me. I'm not sure I would like, I like that sort of sense. What do you think? 
Okay, so the the key with the flash briefing is that you have to be consistent with it. And the only reason I chose the news was because I cannot write. I'm not going to be able to come up with all these ideas. Like this is, it's easy. Like, and also I don't do it. My assistant who's in the Philippines, while I'm sleeping, she's getting the news fresh off the press and she's scouring all of our favorite resources to find out like what's new. And then, and so I don't have to do any work. It's like, I walk into the studio. I again, press record and I do it every single day, but the benefits, yeah, it's, it's not evergreen, but I drive people back after every single, at the end of every one of these, I drive them, I give, always give a call to action. So it's great for SEO because just like with our podcast, I'll say any resources mentioned in this episode or replay of this episode is available on the show notes page at jenlaner.com slash flash. They go there and it's, it's indexed like a blog or a podcast page. So every single day has its okay. own listing. And so therefore I'm getting really good SEO and traffic right. for that benefit. And I can be, uh, I do invite people to join my free online community. Sometimes that's a call to action. When I publish my weekly podcast episode, I promote that on the flash briefing. So it right. serves its purpose for, I mean, it's, it's very beneficial for a million other reasons. So I don't need it to be evergreen. And I like it. It's easier for me than the podcast. Cause as you know, I really struggle like we got to talk after this interview because I don't know what I'm publishing on Tuesday. And I have a hard time with the podcast content because I want, I like my podcast to be like mini lessons. I want them to be like actionable. I don't want to just get on there and yammer on. And I don't want to interview people just for the sake of interviewing. Yes, some do. But <laughs> I, I mean, and I'm sure, and that's been me more than once or twice, I'm sure, uh, even though I don't yeah. want it to be, but I know. And interviewing people, I mean, that's definitely an art form that I'm I'm years away from perfecting. I mean, I, I as you know, I, like I'll reach out to to Phyllis and say, Phyllis, I sounded like such an idiot. You have to make me not sound like an idiot. Please edit this so I don't sound so stupid. Because you know, I just yeah, it's it really is an art form to do a good interview. You have to be able to listen and go with it. But yet, the inclination is to think, all right, what am I going to ask next? you know, or how am I going to get this question in and where's a good place to insert that? And, you know, and then what about when you just draw a blank? I, every day in my real life, I'm always like, duh. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, it could be in the middle of a conversation and be like, what am I even talking about? It happens all the time. So it's a, it's a problem. podcast, you know, so, so I struggle. Yeah. It's hard, podcast is much harder for me, but there's such an amazing, they're just, I, you know, I'm so glad you push me you gave me a little push because, you know, I made the declaration in January that I was going to do 52 episodes this year. And you really have helped me held my feet to the fire on that. So like, honestly, without your push, I, I, I'd already be probably way. I, I know that I would have much less episodes published. Well, a lot of people never get past seven. Yeah, that's, you know, we talk about that stat a lot because that's the truth. A lot of people never get past seven episodes. Did you know that? Like, it's a crazy weird number. Like I want to say like 50% of podcasts, wow. it's maybe not quite 50%, but it's somewhere in the forties. Like they start and they never get past seven episodes. And starting actually in 2019, Apple podcasts started going through and removing stuff like they hadn't, you know, again, we're like seven episodes or less and maybe hadn't published in like 18 months. They just started taking them off the platform. So Yeah. So longevity counts, you, you keep showing up, which is great. 
you're you're your own you're really your own worst critic you tell me like oh i sound terrible and you don't like a lot your interviews are always really interesting plus you have really interesting people on so yeah just give you a little there's very few people that podcast that i know of that don't say i sound horrible (laughs) including me I mean, yeah, I know, I know that. I know we we're all our own worst critics, and we we don't like the sound of our voice. But it's just you know when you see someone doing it really well, like I love people. There's one, there's a there's a tactic. I don't know if it's a tactic. It's just a skill where you you're interviewing someone and then you rephrase what they say back to them. Like Michael Stelzer does that a lot. He'll say like, "So what I hear you're mm-hmm. saying is this," and it gives you the listener a chance to absorb. You know, but I tend to just rush out of the gate like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. And then we're on to the next thing. We're on to the next thing. And so it also lets the person know you're listening. That's true. It does. It does. Let me tell you the hardest ones to me are book interviews. So I've had a lot of people lately who have been authors and they, they come on the show and they're promoting their book, obviously. And I want to help them do that. And I want to talk about the book. And I, I definitely always try to read the book before they go on. There's been a couple of times where I've read the first four chapters and scanned the rest and asked their publicist for some talking points. I mean, I've done it, but it's just really hard because I, I want to ask about, you know, 42 things that I have highlighted, but it's hard to say it like, okay, let me tell you, talk show hosts are great at this. You know, for a fact that they've been given talking points of funny right. stories and anecdotes. And then right. they'll say like, so what's it like, you know, homeschooling your kids during pan- a pandemic, right? And you you know that they got that scoop before they went in, but somehow they effort, effort, effortlessly just sort of, it's it feels so natural in the conversation. Right. That's, right. What I'm, that's what I, I'm, I'm really working towards, so. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. Interviewing is definitely a skill it's something um i work on as well i don't think it comes natural to me and i think i have good i can have good conversations but that's different than interviewing right that's why i'm only here for color commentary (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um all right i'm going to wrap up because this is we could talk like all day about stuff so i'm going to wrap up though so that people can find you well before we do that we're going to be sharing with them, obviously, your website, how to reach your podcast. But I would like for them to know one or two of your favorite episodes that you would like to point them to. And we will link to those specifically as well so that they can just easily kind of find stuff that you really like. So which ones would you like us to direct them to? Well, I think that I really like uh, my interview with a woman named Heather Tesco. And I'm going to have to give you the link later because I don't have it in front of me. Uh, It was one of my early episodes, actually, but her story is so cool. She has a really unique niche and she talks about how she monetized that and uh, without a huge following. And she's just super smart. Very interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. And then I think in terms of being something super helpful and actionable, if you're I think if if you are thinking of starting a membership site, I know people left and right are. Are everybody wants that recurring revenue. So I did an episode about like something, I don't know the exact title, the top 10 things I wish I had known before I started my membership site. I think yeah. that, that's a good one that's instructional. And then I think just for for fun, maybe the the Gary V or the Seth Godin one is is good. I don't know if it's good, but I had fun doing it. No, they're good. And I'm glad, I think I remember, I believe I remember the Heather episode. I think I've listened to that, but uh, so we will, 
put that in the show notes and we'll make sure and make it really easy for people to find those episodes. Uh, but of course, everybody's just going to subscribe and listen to all of them. So tell us, other than finding you on the podcast, what are the couple of social media places where people can easily find and connect with you? Um, I think I would love to invite your listeners to join me in my free online classroom, The Front Row, and you could just get there by going to frontrowclassroom.com. Perfect. That's great. Yeah, I would encourage people to do that. I'm part of that group as well. Um, yeah, so thank you, Jen. I appreciate your time. And we will make sure that everybody can kind of get in the loop and um, check out all your info. Thank you so much. This was really fun, Phyllis and Kelvin. You guys take care. That's our wrap for this episode. We hope you found today's sound advice helpful. Let us know what you think by leaving us a review. You can get more resources at podcastsoundadvice.com. Until next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.